For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Thursday evening, October 22nd. It's Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And this is the College Football Guide to Week 8. We do this podcast exclusive every single week. We try and get it out a little bit earlier, but duty called today, so we are doing it late night. We will get it out as soon as, uh, as, soon as we get done recording. Is that we, we do these where we don't go live every now and then, and uh, and you have to be subscribed to the podcast to get them. So make sure that you hit the subscribe button, you share the show out, tell your friends about it, and leave a nice five-star review. You can watch the show live three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Periscope. And you can catch us and all of our college football content over at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF and on the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. So, uh, Chris, let's go ahead and, and discuss exactly what's going on. The, the guide to this, because this is only the second week that we've done it, we're going to do a viewing guide. So we're going to tell you the best games at each time slot of the day. And then we're going to discuss who has the most to gain or lose from the weekend. And then we will discuss the biggest G5 matchup of the week. So, and, and then we'll toss in whatever we want to as we go. I, I had tossed in a playoff sleeper pick last week. And... There, I don't know that there's a whole lot of sleepers. Like, Texas A&M was the sleeper last week. But I, I, other than them, I don't know who else's schedule really sets up. Like, we can talk about some Big Ten teams here and there. Uh, and I will in our biggest, you know, most to gain or lose this week. But, you know, hey, I, I do want to do a, uh, a quick trivia question for you. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, if, if you had to guess the national title odds right now, if you give, give me your top three title odds right now. Well, I think the top three are the easiest. I think it's Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. It is them, and it's in that order. Now, in that order. And there's, no, there's no doubt that's the order. Who would you say is the fourth? Uh, Georgia. Georgia would be correct. They are yep. plus sixteen hundred. Now that's after I haven't looked at any of these. I'm literally going off of what I've watched watching football. Yes. Clemson is is number one at plus one thirty five. Alabama at plus two fifty. Ohio State at plus two seventy five. Georgia is plus sixteen hundred. Do you know who comes in fourth or fifth? Excuse me. Fifth, fifth. I'm going to bet has nothing to do with football. I'm going to bet it is more about fan 
a little of football and a lot of fan betting. It's either going to be Notre Dame or Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma is plus 10,000. Oh, no, they've got two losses now. It's not going to be Oklahoma. No, th- then it's going to be Notre Dame. Notre Dame would be my be- my guess. Number five is Texas. That's who bullshit. Has, who has okay, two losses? I have the right philosophy about yes. a monster team with a monster fan base, but only one loss. That's That was that was what I was, I guess, assumed. I thought Oklahoma was a one-loss team, but they're not. They're two. Texas so. is a two-loss team. They are plus 1,800. So Georgia is plus sixteen hundred. Texas is plus eighteen hundred. That's that's the dumbest um, thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's pretty insane. Florida is plus twenty five hundred. Penn State plus three thousand. Notre Dame plus forty five hundred. Texas A and M plus five thousand. Uh, Michigan plus five thousand. And Wisconsin. Oh, sorry, Wisconsin was before those. Uh, plus forty five hundred. So, yeah, I mean it's it's a little of what you just talked about, but I I'm just trying to figure out like. Are they assuming that Texas would be that fourth playoff team? Like, do they think it's more likely that a two-loss Texas gets in over a two-loss Georgia? That's If that's the case, that's the dumbest argument in the world. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it at all. I you don't think. think well, no, they, don't, they can't think that because they've got Georgia over them as a betting favorite. Yeah, I mean, but, well, okay, I guess. So that's why. That's why. That's why. They think they think So it's between two-loss. those two. They believe a two-loss Texas will get in over uh, Notre Dame or uh, a two-loss, you know, Big Big Ten guy team. Um, and, yeah, and I'll State, tell you, some of, this, some of this is going to not just be a two-loss team over these other conferences. I'm going to bet there's a lot of Vegas thinking, um, how many games are we actually going to get out of, like out the, Pac-12. of uh, the Pac-12 and the Big 12? And the yeah. Big Ten, I mean. Because Texas is at least going to have 10 games, 11 games, yeah. unless they lose one. Um, but in the Big Ten, if your team goes down, you're missing two games minimum. And so your eight-game schedule goes to six. And let's say you're not undefeated and you've got one loss and you're one, you know, five and one, that, that ain't flying. Like, you're just not getting in with five wins. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I agree. They'll ship your ass to the Rose Bowl and they'll call it a parade, but but that you're not getting into the playoffs with that. And I think there's a whole lot of committee, a lot of that logic, a lot of that thinking involved in in um in how they're making the lines. Also, massive fan base that dumps just <laughs> exactly. hemorrhages just obscene amounts of money on their football team in books. And so they probably have a pretty massive liability on Texas. Oh, I, I would imagine so. I mean, that just, it, it made no sense to me when I was looking at all these different, you know, online books. I was like, this is insane. Which, by the way, you can find different odds and whatnot over at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF if you want to go do your own research. But that that kind of floored me a little bit. Texas at plus eighteen hundred, and then you've got Texas A and M at plus five thousand. Uh, that was kind of nuts to me. Kind of nuts. So, moving on from there, let's go ahead and dive into this viewing guide. So, what we do, we go over to lsufootball.net slash TV schedule, and we're going to go through every single time slot, starting with the Friday night game. Uh, okay. Friday, we have got four games. So we got Jacksonville State, Florida International, blah. Right. Uh, although, we'll, I mean, FIU actually getting to come back and play, like they hadn't played in a few weeks, and I want to see what Butch Davis has got. Tulsa at South Florida, I don't think that's even going to be close. South Florida is just not very good, and Tulsa's got a pretty good defensive line. 
Illinois, Wisconsin, I think could be interesting because Illinois beat them last year. I think Illinois is better than people give them credit for, man. A hundred percent. Like I just Illinois is better than people give them credit for. It's, I, mean, I just don't. I don't think they're three touchdowns worse than Wisconsin. Maybe I'm crazy. I mean, it's okay, I do think that. I think that was this. But a lot of this is chapped ass and 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 revenge. And I do think Wisconsin's better than them. If Wisconsin's not overlooking them last year, Wisconsin is better than them at every phase of the football game. I mean, you you might be right. I just Il, Illinois I has a has a ton of grad transfers, uh, not grad transfer, uh, transfer portal guys. Yeah. Okay, but but that doesn't always make a team. That's right? true. These That's guys true. haven't played together. They haven't played in this system. We talk about cohesiveness, and and they are older kids because of their their transferability. They're all juniors and seniors, but. They're still not very great. Now you, so. you might be right about that. I think the best game of the night is going to be 7 p.m. Central Time, God's Time Zone. Louisiana headed to Birmingham to face off against UAB. Uh, UAB 21-0 at home since coming back from their self-imposed death penalty. Uh, it's on CBS Sports Network, and I think it's going to be a hell of a ball game. Uh, Billy Napier and Bill Clark, just fantastic. Now, we've we've talked about this quite a bit on the Sportsbook Review YouTube page over on our Pick show from Tuesday, so you can go check out our our in depth insight and all that good stuff over there, of course. But uh, but I think that's the best game of the night. You you agree? Completely agree. This line has swung, and it's not really because of the level of action, but this line ended up exactly where I thought it was going to open at. Uh, what is that? Louisiana minus two and a half. No, well, I mean it's pretty much three across the board. Oh, you can it? still find a couple of two and a halves, See, I don't but it is now three across the board, which is where I thought this game would open at. I thought that was the line we were gonna get, and I was excited to be able to bet on UAB. Came in, saw UAB was a point one point favorite, and I thought, what in the hell are we doing? The one and a half point favorite. The analytics have got Louisiana Lafayette as as the favorite in this game, and I think that that's what you know. Once people started diving into their numbers and realized. Oh, Louisiana's more talented. They've yes. got the uh, they've got the I guess the better skill players, the better whatever. I, I still think UAB is a good team. I think this is going to be one hell of a ball game. Like I am ready for this one. You ready to move to Saturday? Yeah. Let's dive into the 11 a.m. slate, 11 a.m. Central Time. Uh, I think that the game of the morning, and this may shock a lot of people. Now we'll we'll go through a bunch of these, but I think the game of the morning is Auburn and Ole Miss. Yes. I think it's got the best chance of being absolutely insane. Between Gus Malzahn and Lane Kiffin, I think it will be absolutely nuts. So, that I think is the game of the morning. We've got Florida State and Louisville. Um, and I don't, like, I think Florida State can absolutely win this ballgame. Like, I, the fact that Louisville's favored in this game just blows my mind. Scott Satterfield, I love him to death. I think he's a fantastic coach. But... You can, Something's not right with that team this year. Yeah, you can see improvement in Florida State, and I have not seen it in Louisville yet. Like, am I? Am no, I, I haven't missing, either. Like, I, I don't think I'm missing anything. I'm just like, the, what is? Their best performance was defensively keeping Notre Dame to 12 points, and I don't know that that was them doing much of anything. It it, it seemed a lot like Notre Dame shooting themselves in the foot. Like, yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. But the fact that this. Kind of what I thought before the season started, an explosive offense. I know Notre Dame's defense is good. Seven points. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that catches us is 
Satterfield saw how much of a piss poor performance that was last week. And they just have the best week of practice they've ever had. And they come out with their buttholes on fire and they just, they just do something super explosive in this game, but we haven't seen that yet. And so sometimes a little piss and vinegar can get that out of guys. Sometimes it's just not there to be had. No, you're, you're right about that. You are right about that. Uh, Georgia Southern at Coastal Carolina, I think that one's going to be a pretty fun game. Uh, you and I talked about this on the show the other day. Coastal, like, they are now the hunted. Like, yep. And this is a, a – it's a different mindset, you said. Com- a completely different mindset. They are ranked for the first time maybe in Coastal Carolina history. And um, they are now the – that's the word I used uh, the other night. They are now the hunted. And I don't know that they've ever been the hunted. And I now is a perfect time for me to step up. I'm not picking against them, okay? Not walking away from them, liking them, but I am I am not putting any capital on them. And I need to see how they respond being a favorite because they are now almost a touchdown favorite. It is six, five and a half, six across the board. And and that's you can even a, find a couple of six and a halves. And that's that's against a triple option team at eleven AM. Like that's yep. that's terrifying to me. So that one's only it, it is you. you're right. You're right. It is terrifying. And and that's just I think so much of this line is is what we saw last week from Coastal and everybody loving Coastal. And and this is one of those, if you tell me I got to pick this game, I'm putting every nickel I got on Georgia Southern. I don't want to do it. I don't like doing it. But if I had to pick it, there's no way on earth I'm going with Coastal when they've – I don't know that they've ever been a favorite this big. Uh, well, I believe they have. I, well, I'm sure just, they. I'm okay. Against, not, not in this against kind of a spot. conference opponent. Yes, yeah, so you. you might against be right a conference that. opponent. That's that when they when they bring in some of these pay for wins because yeah. even the G five schools do that. But that's different. That is. Okay. A, you're right about that. You're right but about a conference that. opponent. Come on, they've they've never been the kind of program calibered to be a, a touchdown favorite against anybody. I think you're right about that. Uh, moving on, FS1 has got Kansas, Kansas State. The hat makes his valiant return, but I think this one might be a bloodbath. Uh, Mercer at Army is on CBS Sports Network. Nebraska, Ohio State is on Fox. Um, no chance Nebraska keeps this close, right? No, a Fox hoard themselves out to, to, to the fan bases of both these programs. Nebraska's fan base will show up in droves to watch this game for a quarter. Ohio State's fan base will show up in droves to watch their football team the entire game, and it's going to be a disaster, at, you know, 15 minutes in. I, I think you're right. I think the first half line is the way to go for Ohio State. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, we, we, yes, you're right. I, I agree yeah. with that. First half that's, line that's the is one fine. I, that's the one I feel and, the best about. And and then the second half line and also the whole game line because there's there's just no taking the gas off the pedal. You might be right. The only thing I worry about is is Ohio State realizing, hey, we've got an eight-week schedule with no bye weeks, and they might want to try and keep their guys fresh for Penn State. Next I, don't, I don't think that's an issue at all. I think they haven't played football in forever, and they're not worried about keeping guys fresh for Penn State week two. They're thinking about, we got to get reps in. We need to make sure we have worked out everything we need to work out 
before that game. That's a, we that we cannot point. slip up next week. And so we're running starters all week. Also, we just saw uh, Clemson hang almost a hundo on somebody last week. <laughs> and true. and we need to make sure, because you know how important that number one overall seed is, because we think the difference between two and three is pretty damn close. The difference yep. between one and four is going to be the damn Grand Canyon. That All is, right, that's and, true. and 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 the only way Ohio State can get that seed is they go eight and zero, and they got to beat everybody by fifty. That's you know what that's you've their got a, only you've got prayer. Point. You got, and I point. think they know that. Um, moving on from there, ESPN has got NC State in North Carolina, which would have been one hell of a ball game, but uh, no Devin Leary for NC State, which really sucks. Um, you know, I, maybe NC State can keep it within the number. I think it's up to like seventeen now, but. You know, ranked on ranked matchups, the favorite is ten and one against the spread so far this year. So it, I'd probably have to roll North Carolina, but I'd I'd just hold my nose and do it. Like I, that's not one that I'm going to play at all. No, um, I'm not either. And and you're right. I'm, that's the only play I could make. I and I'm with you. If Leary's in this game, this is in consideration for best game of the of the of the, me, of the time slot. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma at TCU is on ABC. That's another one of those where ABC hoard themselves out to the uh, to the fan base. And, I don't know. I actually think fine. this could be a fun game. It could be. It could because be. we think this game's going to be close. Yeah, you, you whore yourself out to a fan base when you put up a thirty point spread and say this is going to be our biggest game of the weekend. Like, no, True, it's not. But these are you know Oklahoma TCU both teams that have two losses already. Um, you know, TCU was only able to put up 14 points on on Kansas State, what, two weeks ago? And then they both had last week off, you know. Yeah, but I, Kansas State's a completely different football team than Oklahoma. That's true. That is true. I think Oklahoma and Texas are identical schools, Gary. Uh, yes. They're identical. So. Uh, this year, for sure. Like, typically, this, it's, this season, the 2020 the Oklahoma and 2020 Texas could change jerseys, swap players, and nobody would know the difference. Okay? That's true. I, and I'm telling you. That's going to make this a fun football game. Speaking of nobody knowing the difference, Rutgers at Michigan State this year on the Big Ten Network, 11 a.m., uh, I, I think these two teams are closer than that spread indicates. It opened at 16.5. It's down to 13.5. But there's no reason Michigan State should be a two-touchdown favorite over anybody, including Rutgers. So like, I'm, I wouldn't touch this game at all. I nope. wouldn't watch one iota of this game. I will tell you this. Our boy, the Bear, is on uh, the State uh, College of Rutgers. Uh, yeah, I, okay. I could I could see that. And he, exactly he what I was them, telling you about. He is on them hard. And, and that's the same thing is he doesn't know that Michigan State is anything special. And I don't know how much these two teams are separated, but they're both pretty bad. Yeah. And I thought, wow. That, that I don't know that I've ever definitively been on Rutgers since the last um, uh, since, go round with Shiana. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, he needs back now. So well, he's know. back now, but they don't have any talent yet. I mean, his first yeah. year when he first took over them, it's just going to take a long time to get back into these New Jersey schools and and try to win over those, you know, coaches to get recruits and build the program back up. You are 100% right on that. Syracuse Clemson on ACC Network, and that's not what we're talking about. Southern Miss at Liberty. Um, Scott Hazleton, the interim head coach, has got COVID. So now now Southern Miss is down two head coaches. Two that head coaches. Is, oh, so I thought that was insane. I did not know that because as much – 
I talked a little bit of shit about this guy going into the two lane game. Um, and, and, you know, it is what it is. He, he has impressed me without him. I can't believe this line isn't even bigger. I know that it's jumped three full points, but that I, I can't see Southern miss. They basically have played three games and they're going to have three different head coaches. Yeah. They, they beat North Texas. Uh, by 10, and that was in Denton. But uh, North Texas also had, what, 20-something kids that were out with COVID, including a lot of starters. I mean, it was just a yep. disaster. So uh, I'm all over Liberty on that one. I, th- I think they handled that. That's uh, Hugh Freeze's alma mater, by the way, of course. So I think he might have a little incentive to. Yeah, to before well. Hugh started really smoking people at Liberty, this was the job that everybody kind of assumed he's going to get back in his good graces. He's going to leave the independence of Liberty and come to the G5 and 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 kind of tiptoe his way back to, to Power 5 football and what he's done at Liberty this year, I think everybody's thinking, no, you could just bypass that G5 part and just come right on up to the big boys. You got that right. You got that right. And and this is one he will for sure want to win, one, because it's the alma mater, and two, uh, they can win every game left on their schedule except maybe Virginia Tech. And, yep. and they might even be able to win Virginia Tech. I, I mean, we'll I, see. I'm about to say, I would give them a puncher's chance. I'm, I will be excited to watch that game. That'll be the only Liberty game I actually care about putting eyes on. I, I think you're right. I think you are right. All right, so moving on from there, that is the uh, the 12 p.m. game on ESPN Extra, so you got to have the app for that. Uh, let's move on to – so we, we both agree Auburn Ole Miss is, is the time slot game. It, it's, it's my favorite game of the time slot. It's – one of my favorite games of the whole weekend. I, I agree. I agree. Now I think that game is going to have fireworks. I really, really do. I agree with you. I agree. Last let's, team with the football might win that game. I think it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I cannot wait. Both of those fan bases are, are convinced that they are not the ones that are that are going to like uh, derail in this game. And and I love I love seeing it. I just think I mean we gonna... we we at, at some point in time we talk about. Like who's who needs wins this weekend? Like who's the most desperate team this weekend? Like who has the most to lose this weekend? One hundred percent. My answer is Auburn has the well, most to lose this we're, weekend. We're gonna get to that after the viewing guide. Hold on to that because I okay. want you to I want you to dive into it for me. Okay. Uh, let's move into the afternoon slot here. I, we'll start with the one p.m. slot on ESPN two, and that's Tulane and UCF. Uh, this line is like twenty. Okay. It's 19 and a half across the board. There's 120. That is still absurd to me. So let me let me let me give you a little bit of I'm looking at it right now. I'm sure you're probably looking at it. 100% of the bets are on Tulane. This line is going up and up and up. They are begging you take Tulane. Take yeah. all the Tulane you can get. They don't care how big of the number gets. I mean that's it just blows my mind. Like I, I have to imagine the Tulane would keep this thing within three touchdowns. Right? I don't, like, I, I don't think so. I don't maybe think not. this is a, this looks like every a hundred percent of the we're Thursday now, not not Sunday night, not Tuesday night. Okay, when we normally do our other pick shows, all right, where we talk about lines, we're Thursday, and a hundred percent of the action is still on Tulane, and this line has gone from seventeen to nineteen. That is that's crazy. Like I, I thought Tulane was a little better than that. This but. is one of those situations where the houses are picking. They might lose, but they have put their foot in the ground. They are picking a side. They want action going the other way. 
That's and when that happens, when the house picks a side, you you gotta you gotta raise those eyebrows and you gotta you gotta tighten that butthole and you gotta think long and hard before you go with the flow. That is true. That is true. I'm I'm kind of feeling that this evening with uh, with Arkansas State. So <laughs> no, well, yeah, this yeah, yeah. We're yeah, we're getting hammered on that game. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like it, it so many chances. So many chances for Arkansas State. And I, they just uh they're making me Making me sick. Making me sick. I absolutely hate it. Um, moving on from there, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on CBS. We've got, oh, no, 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 1.30 p.m. on um, Stadium, FSN, whatever. Florida Atlantic and Marshall. Um, at Marshall is, I mean, they might be one of the best G5 teams in the country this year. Like, they, they I, might be New I Year's think they are. That's, I know you love Marshall. I, um, I love this football. Here's what's crazy. Talent wise, man, they're not close. They're not as close as good as Louisiana. They're not. They're not as talented as App State. They're not as talented as 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 some of these other G five schools. Okay, they're not. I think they are that much better coached than all of them. Yes, I I think you are correct. And now FAU we live in a Willie world Tiger. where Bill Clark and Doc Holliday will never get a big job. Ever, 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 because this game is the ageism is a thing in, in, in not just college football, but all football now and in the pros as well to where to where they they everybody is going young and they're going offense. And both of these guys are old guys. I love UAB. I love Bill Clark. I love Marshall. I love Doc Holliday. Both these guys are old guys and they're both defensive guys that they are going to be at those schools from now until the time they're ready to hang it up. But there ain't a young whippersnapper out there that these two old men, they won't give them all the hell they want. Now you're you're 100% right about that. 100% right about that. You and, step uh, to this Marshall shame. Thunder and Herd team, you better have some big nuts because Doc Holliday is coming. You are correct about that. Uh, moving from there, we've got the 230 slot. CBS has got Alabama, Tennessee. Not really worth talking about. Houston at Navy. Um, you know, that Navy's, I, I just think Navy's bad this year. I, just I think, think Navy's you know, bad. I can't believe this line opened up below two scores, two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so that's on CBS Sports Network. Uh, Baylor at Texas is going to be on ESPN. And Texas, I mean, we talked about this on, on the SBR show, should not be favored by two scores over anybody. Like you should not be favored by more than a touchdown over anybody in the Big Twelve if you are Texas right now. Like that's that's just nuts to me. Uh, Iowa at Purdue is at two thirty on BTN. That is the Big Ten Network, and no Jeff Brom, and they are missing like five or six guys due to COVID. Um, so they are fighting like hell with the Big Ten today to try to get Jeff Brom in the stadium with radio contact. Like we, I mean, I, I talked about this on our pick show, either our pick show or the or the Sunday show, one of the two shows, to where why can't he just stay in a bubble? You've got a ton of 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 empty suites in this stadium. Can we not hook this guy up to a headset? You know, but, away uh, from everybody else. And the, the reason yeah. they're fighting is is Nick Saban was fighting about that uh, last week because even yeah. if he had had gotten more positives, like why why like, can we not do this? Let's be smart. Let's not be morons. Let's not intentionally get people sick and be reckless. But you have a stadium that holds 60,000 people, and you're going to have less than 300 people there. I'm sure one guy can come in, make his way to his little bird's nest that you build for him, and get in there, have somebody come in, sanitize it all, get him the hell out. 
this is not that hard. Yeah, I agree. And, I and, agree. I, and as much as I like to shit on Alabama, I 100% find that to be a reasonable response. Your head coach, your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator, there's no reason they shouldn't be allowed to still come in if you don't have faith. Now, at Alabama, it's a little different because y'all had like 20-something thousand people there, okay? Yeah. And, and so unless you're willing to give up sweets, which Alabama 100% would have been willing to, oh, but they had to give up <laughs> a, a lot more than that because you got to get him in and you got to get him out without him touching or talking to anybody. But that, we're not going to have that problem with Jeff Brom and the Big Ten. The Big Ten aren't allowing fans at That's all. That's true. So there's just there's just no reason that that we, we have technology to get a headset up there to where he can talk down and they can talk to him and he can hear everything that's being said. Basically, he can watch the game and call the damn plays. This is not that hard. He'd be exactly like any OC that sits in the booth. Yeah, you're uh, you're 100 percent right about that. I now as far as the game goes. Uh, Purdue this year uh, should be a lot of fun on offense. David Bell led uh, what the country in receiving last year, and now yeah. they've got Rondell Moore back. Yeah, like, I, I'm I'm a big fan of this. So well, I, this is this is my philosophy of the Mike Leach offense. Of it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, he's going to lead the league in in, in in you know yards, which ain't happening this year. But but just I don't care who the wide receiver is. We lost more. We we got a new guy last year, and we didn't know his name. But guess what? The whole country knows his name now because. Brom makes stars. He's just going to make stars. And he has a legit bona fide real star coming back in this game in more. And, and I just think, I, I really hope they can come to some type of compromise, some type of work and agreement, because we're going to miss out. If, if he has to miss two games, it's going to crush Purdue. It's going to crush them. He matters that much as the play caller. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Moving on from Iowa at Purdue, we're going to talk about Fox's 2.30 game, and that's Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Um, we, we talked about this a lot on the show the other day. Iowa State, great as an underdog. Um, Oklahoma State has had their number, though. You know, this is the battle for the Big 12 this year. I, I really love this matchup. This, I think this is the, the 2.30 game everybody needs to be watching. I, you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. That I, I, What I need... I need to see Oklahoma State be Oklahoma State. Well, I don't like want to see Sanders Oklahoma is... State playing in a 14-17 ball game. That's, okay? that's true. That's true. They won this game 42-35 to 35 last week. I know. Um, I know. Or last but, year, sorry. Uh, yeah. I, this, this, year's, this year's Oklahoma State doesn't look like we're going to be at 42-35. Yeah. No, you're, you're now, right. I would love to see it. I hope that something happens and we wake up Saturday and the whole world is different. Okay. Yeah, I would love that. Because, because oh, God. these these fourteen to twenty three ball games at Oklahoma State's given us ain't, ain't really what I signed up for when I went into the tank with with the rattlesnake. Okay? You are correct about that. These are these two teams look like good defensive football teams. It's a little it's a little it's weird. weird, but it's uh, weird. but I'll take it. You know, I mean, whatever. It's, it's making do. me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, two thirty p.m. on ESPN Extra. We got MTSU at Rice. Um, you know, whatever. Rice's first game back. Notre Dame at Purdue. Sorry, Notre Dame at Pittsburgh. Good gracious, I can't even read. Uh, 2.30 p.m. on ABC. And that, that could be an interesting game, I suppose. Uh, Notre Dame just cannot score when they get into the red zone, and Pittsburgh leads the country in that statistic. Pittsburgh also leads the country in uh, yards per rush against, 
And uh, and Notre Dame, all they can really do is uh, run the football. Like, Ian Book has not looked good this year. They don't have their explosive weapons, and I don't think he's patient enough to uh, dink and dunk them. But we'll see. We will see. Uh, I think that's going to end up being a, a pretty close game. Uh, I think that could be a fun game, too. I, I, oh yeah. For some reason, I feel like Brian Kelly knows that they had a massive letdown last week, and they know you can't do that against Pitt, and they're going to be ready. I think we're going to see a little bit more explosion out of out of them than uh, than we saw last week. But I feel, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Pitt keeps it close just because Notre Dame hadn't beat up on anybody. Yeah, no, you're, you're 100% right about that. Penn State at Indiana could be interesting. Uh, no Journey Brown, no Micah Parsons, but Penn State has, still has uh, talent across the board. Indiana, you know, what are they going to look like without Kalen DeBoer, the offensive coordinator? What are they going to look like without Peyton Ramsey? You know, Michael Penix Jr. is going to come back. Uh, they've got skill talent. They've got talent in that in that program, and they think that this is the best Indiana team that they have had there in, I mean, decades. Decades and decades. Um, if If Tom Allen can turn this thing around, like, this would be a good spot to do it. But yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Like this this, this has potential to be the best game in the time slot. It it has the potential to. I, I I would still lean Iowa State, Oklahoma State. I think it means more. Um, Penn State, you know, looking ahead to Ohio State. You know, eh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know that Penn State's going to be looking ahead to anybody. They've lost a lot this year. I know that they're coming in super highly ranked. Listen, LSU at one point in time was like five or six in the country before they played a football game, and then we realized, oh. No, we're just wrong on that. I think there's a world, there's a world where Penn State looks a whole lot like that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Virginia Tech at Wake Forest is uh, the 2.30 game on the ACC Regional Sports Network, and I think that's going to have a lot of points. I mean, that's two really explosive offenses. Uh, The defenses hadn't shown up a whole lot. Virginia Tech, you know, held Boston College 14 points, but that ain't this, um, that's not this, this thing like this, <laughs> like that, that's not what Wake Forest does. So I, I think they could end up being a relatively close game, um, but I think it's going to be high scoring and Virginia Tech could easily cover that nine there. So, you know, the the totals jumped down. I, I was shocked that it's going backwards. Really? It's sixty eight across the board. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what I wrote it at at uh, at SBR in my article. So SBR. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was seventy and a half as opened up. So that's two and a half down. Yep. And and I think a lot of that's a principal play, like Virginia Tech, like seventy for a total. Like, what are we talking about? But I, I hell, I, I, there ain't no way I take the under in this game. No, 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 no. Like an anybody betting that under, you you got more balls than me. I mean, these two teams, their points per play are both like way, way up there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's insane. They they are explosive offenses, man. Explosive. Yeah, this is the Fuente offense we thought he was going to have when he first got there. It's just taken him a couple of years to get the talent the the way he wants it and the the skill players the way he wants it. But this is the Fuente offense we know, and this is the the, the you know the Clawson offense that we've seen at Wake Forest for a long time. You got that right. Uh, Three p.m. on ESPNU, Georgia State and Troy. Uh, it could be interesting. Could be it could be high scoring. Uh, Georgia Tech at Boston College at three p.m. on ACC Network, and you know who knows what we're going to get out of Jeff Halfley. This this looks like it could be. Um, you know, the, the line is moving against me. I took Boston College in this game thinking three and a half, really, that's it. Uh, but that line might be there for a reason. It kind of stinks. We we might see a Georgia Tech upset there. I, I'm still rolling Boston College. It's um, still three and a half. Yeah, it, I mean, it's still sitting three and a half. But I, I think uh, I think people are, like, they, they want people betting Boston College, I think. Well, they're not. I mean, 64% are on Georgia Tech. Not that that's a disgusting line movement, but. Interesting, okay. Okay. 64% as of Thursday night. 
on Georgia Tech. Um, SEC Network has got Kentucky at Missouri at 3 p.m., and then we'll move into the evening slate here in just a second. Uh, so, I, you know, Kentucky, like, is this a weird spot for them as far as, you know, just got done absolutely hammering Tennessee for the first time in Knoxville since 1983, or was it 80, either way, early 80s. And uh, and then they've got Georgia next week. You know, is this maybe a spot where Missouri gets an upset? Uh, I I don't. I don't know. Would it be an upset? I mean, the way Missouri kind of played a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's only a six-point line. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it would technically still be an upset. Um, I, I I can't find myself to get motivated for either of these teams to watch this game. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> I mean, it's Kentucky. I, I, feel, I feel like such a dick saying that. Missouri, the last time we saw them, was just beating the hell out of my Tigers. And it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, okay, all right. Like you, you, you beat up on somebody who thought they were good and they're not. And you know, do I think you're good now? I, you know, not really. Still, Kentucky. I you got two I've, pick sixes I've off the bat. Four Kentucky games this year. Almost every snap of all of them. I have no idea what I'm watching. I have I, no idea what this team really is. I I know that they do not have any kind of a prolific offense. I mean, they no, they had 250 yards You're of right. offense last week I, against Tennessee, and they had 150 yards of offense against uh, Mississippi State, and they won both by more than three scores. Hundred <laughs> percent. I have. You're right. I definitively know their offense is not good. But other than like, I just don't know what I'm. I've watched almost every snap of the Auburn game, every snap of the Ole Miss game. Like I, a, a lot of that Tennessee game. I don't know anything about this team still. I, I know that they can beat you badly if you turn the football over. So we we got to see if Missouri. But does I that. also know that they are just as likely to turn the football over. Oh yeah, because they did it against Auburn. You know, I, I don't know that they're going to do it against Missouri. Uh, I don't know that Missouri's got. Got that kind of talent, but well, they did it against Ole Miss. I mean, they did, yeah. I, but I, I think Ole Miss is more talented than Kentucky. Well, no, I do too. I do too. It's just they just play such a weird. It's it is a style weird. of football that nobody in the SEC matches up with. Uh, you are dead on about that. Dead on about that. All right. So are we? Uh, are we rolling with Iowa State, Oklahoma State as the uh, the afternoon slate? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, obviously, if you got multiple TVs, you'll be able to watch this. Games, this but. time slot's going to be a multiple TV time slot. I I'm super intrigued about that India, just because because I think there's a world in which Penn State is not great, and if they're not, I think that game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. You might be right. I think it's going to be super close, and and I think there's a world in which Indiana, it, it, not just. Indiana could take the lead, and Indiana could not give it up. Now you, you, I mean, we'll see. You, you might be right about that. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Moving into the evening slate before, and we'll we'll do the uh, the late night slate as its own thing. Um, West Virginia, Texas Tech is four thirty p.m. on ESPN two. West Virginia uh, has one of the best defenses in the country. 
that is so weird to think about the fact that they fired Vic Kenning, their defensive coordinator, before the season started, and and now they've got one of the best defenses in the country. I mean, that's just weird. Uh, Utah State at Boise State at 6 p.m. on FS1. Boise making their triumphant return. The Mountain West, of course, returning, and that could be interesting. Gary Anderson, I don't think, I don't think Utah State's going to be very good, but, you know, it'll be nice to see, uh, see the blue turf again. South Carolina at LSU on ESPN at 6 p.m. That one could be interesting. Uh, T.J. Finley, the quarterback that's going to start for LSU this weekend. Um, so you you kind of thought that Miles Brennan was going to play through this thing. Do you think it makes any kind of a difference? It, yeah, I think it makes a huge difference. I think it makes a huge difference with with Miles. Even Miles playing hurt, I I like this team. I you're talking to a guy that likes. LSU follows LSU. I know that both of our freshmen are highly recruited. They got a lot of stars next to their name, but neither one of them have been trusted in any type of situation yet. And, and it, that worries me. I think South Carolina is, is potentially a good team, not a great team, not a real good team, but a good team. And, and you put somebody in there that's not ready. Coach Boom's going to get their ass. I, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. I can't believe this line has not dropped a lot. I I thought with the news about Miles coming out, this this would be a field goal game. I just can't believe we're still favored at all. And, well, and it's and, it's basically dropped a point. Well, fifty two percent of the tickets on on LSU, right you know, now. and people are still buying LSU. That's that's insane to me. Well, I mean, there, I there is a this is my team. I think that's ridiculous. I hope to God I'm wrong. There is a a massive talent advantage for LSU. It's a night game in Death Valley. Now, you know, maybe that gets to South Carolina, but as far as like the more efficient team, the better team. Like, right now, it has to be South Carolina. So, yes, you're right. Now, is there a world in which one of these freshmen come in and say, we, you know, we, we have the bona fides, we have the goods, and we are not just as good as Miles. We're, we're just as good, if not better, than Miles. Now, Miles wasn't the problem for the offense, so it didn't matter. But if somebody else can take over and run this offense and they kind of don't miss a beat, and there's a world in which that happens. Talented freshmen take over all the time. Um, then, then yeah, I think the line's probably still good. There's just no way I'd bet it. There's just no way LSU's shown me anything. I love the magic at Death Valley at night. I do. I feel like and maybe this is just the pessimism because of how the season has gone so far. I, I, I can't trust that it's going to be magical with 20,000 people in there. I mean, you tell me we can put fifty in, and I'll and I'll I'll say, okay, I can believe in magic. Yeah, but I just I just can't believe the magic of of Death Valley is going to be anything special with with twenty thousand or less. No, I you I think you're right about that. Uh, T.J. Finley was a three star prospect this past year. He was the number four hundred ninety nine overall player. He was the number nineteen pro style quarterback. He's six six, two hundred fifty pounds. It looked like Jamarcus Russell. Uh, but he had an offer from Alabama, Auburn, Baylor, Georgia, uh, along with a a bunch of other places. So, like, it's it's not like he's your typical three star. Um, no, no, that's what I'm saying. The, bo- both of these guys, either one of them, are going to be good. They're not. They're not just run of the mill guys. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. They've got about all that. the talent in the world. Wyoming at Nevada is going to be 6 p.m. on CBS Sports Network, and that could be interesting if for no other reason than I love watching Craig Bowles' football teams at Wyoming. Like, they, they just run it like 90% of the time. It's it's ridiculous. 
and uh, and they are, they play Smash Mouth, man. Jay Norvell and that Nevada team uh, could be good, maybe. I, you know, I, who knows? I don't I don't know what all the the state uh, protocols are or the uh, the restrictions or anything like that going on at Wyoming or Nevada. Uh, so I'm you know as far as betting, I'm staying away from this one until I actually see them play. Maryland at Northwestern at 6:30 p.m. on Big Ten Network. I man, I mean. It, <laughs> I don't know what to make of either of these teams, and the fact that this line is like eleven. I mean, it's just what are we? What are we doing? Like, I just. I mean, I feel pretty good about Northwestern. I think I think that this is a situation where Maryland is just look a hundred percent of the actions on Maryland, and this line has gone from seven and a half to eleven. Oh yeah, you're all over Northwestern. Yeah, that, I'm. I'm just. Uh, this is one of those situations where the house, all the bookmakers, have decided. We are going to pick a side. It is. It's chicanery. It's that's yes, what they're doing. Yes, this is chicanery. This is tomfoolery. This is fuckery. This is something that when the <laughs> when the house picks a side, I want to be with the house. Also, I love the cats. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Michigan at Minnesota is six thirty p.m. on ABC. I think that's probably. Well, you know, we'll 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 get to a couple other ones. Um, this is. You know, we're going to talk more about this here in just a minute with the uh, the most to gain, most to lose this week. So, we'll, we'll get back to that one. Louisiana Tech at UT San Antonio. Uh, UT San Antonio quarterback, Lowell Narcisse, the uh, the LSU transfer who was absolutely lighting it up, uh, broke his leg last week. So, he is out, and now they're rolling with Frank Harris. And Harris was okay to start the season and whatnot, but uh, I don't know what to make of this game. It's on ESPNU at 7 p.m. Virginia at Miami, 7 p.m. on ACC Network. And finally... Uh, and I don't think there's much to talk about with that. Like, I think Bronco Mendenhall is a good coach, but Virginia has very little talent. Miami yeah. uh, showed last week that they are firmly in that middle tier in the ACC, and I think they uh, I think they find a way to get this one done. Cincinnati at SMU at 8 p.m. on ESPN2, um, and we're going to talk about that more here in just a little bit as far as the biggest G5 matchup. Um, so I think I think Cincinnati at SMU is the, the late-night game to watch. Oh yeah, not only think it's close. Now, nah, and I love BYU, and and I love I I really like watching Air Force. It don't matter. This no. is this is going to be the game. Hell, this could be the game of the day. At uh, so I think like the six thirty time slot at least to get you to eight p.m. I think maybe Michigan Minnesota. I, I want to see what those two teams do. Um, so I think that's the six thirty game. But as soon as eight o'clock hits, I'm flipping over and I'm watching Cincinnati at SMU. Uh, let's go over the rest of these nine o'clock games. You got Texas State and BYU at nine fifteen. Uh, on ESPN, BYU, I mean, that they're just entertaining no matter what. Like, if they're beating a team by 30, it doesn't matter. Zach Wilson, the Mormon Manziel, as he is called by several people, he is fantastic. Uh, so he's he's fun to watch anyway. Air Force and San Jose State. Uh, San Jose State has gotten better, man. Their, their coach, uh, uh, God, I forget his name, Brett something or other. Um, he has really turned that program around. And now they got Nick Starkle, the former Air, uh, excuse me, former Arkansas quarterback. It's going to be coaching, or uh, not coaching, um, I guess quarterbacking for them. Um, I, I can't wait to see what they look like. Air Force was the the win over Navy just because Navy sucks, or is Air Force actually really good? You know, we'll see. And then UNLV at San Diego State, another Mountain West game, late night on CBS Sports Network. That, you know, I want to see what UNLV looks like with uh, with Oregon's former offensive coordinator. And then we'll go from there. Uh, games that are online or not scheduled for networks. We got Hawaii at Fresno State at 6.30 p.m. You got uh, Louisiana Monroe at South Alabama at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. Sorry, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, ESPN Plus also at 11 a.m. has UTEP at Charlotte. 
you know, my boy Will Healy. You know, I'm all over that. And Temple at Memphis will be on ESPN Plus. So, so yeah, if you wanna if you wanna turn on the stream in a little bit, you can uh, you can catch the Memphis Tigers and go from there. Uh, let's move into the most to gain or the most to lose this week. And I, I'm gonna do two teams because they're playing against each other. I'm doing Michigan and Minnesota both. And okay. the reason I say that, Michigan, they are two and twelve against top ten teams, but they are eight and two against teams that are ranked eleven through twenty five. These are both ranked teams here. Um, if Michigan loses this game, now I want to see what's going on with Joe Milton. I want to see, you know, how that offense looks, et cetera, et cetera, because Harbaugh has got to uh, figure out the quarterback thing. He he has not had one since he got back to Ann Arbor. I it, Listen to their schedule going forward. If they lose this game, they've got Michigan State next, which should be a win. But then you got at Indiana, Wisconsin, at Rutgers, Penn State, Maryland, at Ohio State. So let's just say that they win the games they're supposed to and lose the ones that they're uh, that they're supposed to. If they lose to Minnesota, that's looking like a four and four football team. That ain't good for Michigan. So it's tough. I mean, they definitely got a they got a tough draw from the from the other side. In in you know, well, and they play in the tougher division. You know? And they will they play in the, they have to play Ohio State. They have to play, but but, but their they draw got, across across town wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, you know, Nebraska and Illinois. You yeah, know? instead they got Minnesota and Wisconsin. And Wisconsin, the two probably best teams. I, well, I don't even know that's probably. I think recruiting-wise, talent-wise, I think those are the two best teams. Yeah, yeah, So I would agree. And as far as Minnesota goes, uh, you win this game over Michigan? I mean, listen to this thing, man. You, you got uh, at Maryland next week. You got at Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, at Wisconsin, Northwestern, at Nebraska. All winnable. Like yep. I, I think they could if they can beat Michigan, I think they can absolutely beat Wisconsin. Now it's it's gonna be played at Camp Randall, so it's gonna be a little tougher, but I mean you are looking at maybe a seven and one season. Like if you can get through Michigan. No, it's gonna be tough for anybody going through an eight game slate with no bye weeks. Yep. But but the Minnesota schedule, like it, this is if 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 Michigan were to lose the game and Minnesota win. That sets up Minnesota for a massive, massive year. That helps with recruiting. That helps going forward. I mean, it's going to be Oh, a yeah, time. all of it. All of it. If Michigan loses, man, they are in deep, deep water to, to even start the season. So that's going to be rough. Um, what, uh, what about you? Most to gain, most to lose this week? I think it's Auburn. I think Auburn has the most to lose, and I don't think it's close. If they lose this game, their season is done. They have nothing to salvage because they don't have another game on their schedule to where if they win it, anybody will be happy because they'll be prohibitive favorites. If LSU continues to slide that they're on, what are you going to do? You're going to hang your hat on beating up on LSU and, and Mississippi State? I mean, what are you? What are we talking about? You got to hope that A and M is undefeated when you play them. Uh, Auburn's twenty twenty schedule looks like. Da, 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 let's see. They've already played Arkansas. They already beat. Uh, uh, already beat Arkansas. Beat Kentucky. Lost to South Carolina. But then you've got uh, you got at Ole Miss this weekend. LSU, Mississippi State, Tennessee at Alabama, and then against Texas A and M. They could reasonably lose every game left on that schedule. Yeah. Now, and I don't think they're going to lose all those games, but the problem is, is let's say they win all of them but Bama and A&M. Well, that's still what, five what and five. What does that matter? Uh, yeah, I mean, not, that, not just five and five. It's a bad five and five. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a shit five and five. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It really is. 
Uh, it's yeah. So I think they have the most to lose. They they need to try with the loss of South Carolina and the because their fans know what happened at Arkansas uh, with the game against Arkansas. Okay. Yep. And, and their, they their know Kentucky. Know that. They know Kentucky really scored at the end of that uh, first half, and that Kentucky gave them uh, the football three times. So like they they didn't yeah, really. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of you take the football away. I'm gonna give them the Kentucky win. I don't okay. care about that. That's, that's they, fair. They beat Kentucky. All right, they beat Kentucky. They did not beat Arkansas. Okay, yeah. there's a hundred things that can happen in a game that can change a game. At the end of the day, they did not beat Arkansas, and that's, their fans know that. They, they so got, as a from a fans perspective, from a boosters perspective, you 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 better. You better win out outside of Bama. I mean, I don't think anybody's firing you if you lose to Bama, but that's the only game they got that can save a job. Yeah, no, you're you are dead on about that. Dead on about that. Uh, biggest G five matchup for the New Year's Six this weekend, and I, I don't think there's a question. Right no, now. it's not it's, close. It's Cincinnati and it's SMU, and it, I kind of think the winner of this is going to the G uh, to the New Year's Six because I think the winner of this takes control of the American and and I I think they kind of run the American. And so so Cincinnati still has Memphis and, and UCF left. UCF, yeah. That's that's one thing. Um and of course, you know, whatever ends up happening as far as the AAC championship game, right? Yes. I want you to listen to SMU's schedule if they can get this win. They play Navy next, then they play at Temple, at Tulsa, Houston and at ECU. No, when they're done, they just got to not slip up against Houston. Now, the Houston game is going to be a big game. Okay, Now, Tulsa That's, could end up being, because they play at Tulsa. That could, maybe. But I don't think Tulsa's got the offense to be able to hang with them. No. Home field advantage just hasn't mattered, Gary. You, that, that on the well, road agreed, bullshit's got to stop. Forget the road the, thing. The game against like, Houston matters because that's that's the fight for the state. In your conference, that's your fight for the state. And and that game has to matter for recruiting lines and all these other things. Um, this is Dallas versus Houston. This is Big Brother versus Big Brother. I mean, this is, this is the, the two places that run the state that are not Texas. Okay? Yeah. And and I think I think that that you know that game's gonna matter if they get past Cincinnati. That's their only hurdle. If they get past Cincinnati, they beat Houston. They're running the they're sweeping. They're running the table, and they're the G six team. Cincinnati does have two real good teams left, and then they well, gotta beat somebody a second time probably in the uh, in the title game. Um, well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me run through uh, Cincy's schedule right quick. They've got SMU this weekend. They already had two bye weeks, so they don't have a bye week for the rest of the uh, the time here. No, yeah. They've got Memphis next week for Halloween. Yep. They've got Houston, both of those, you know, in Nippert Stadium. They got East Carolina after that, then at UCF, at Temple, at Tulsa. Yep. I mean, you you got three straight weeks of traveling at the end of the season, and then you've got the American Championship. Like it's going to be nuts. Like since he has, like absolutely has to have this win. Well, yes, since he has to have this win. I agree with that. I don't, you know. But I also think if they get this win, I think they're better than Memphis. I think they're better than UCF. Oh, yeah. I think the reason that UCF-Memphis game was so amazing is because those teams are identical. They're just identical. And they're not as good as, as, as SMU, and they're not as good as Cincinnati this year. Yeah, I, I think I would agree. But they match up really well against one another. And Cincinnati plays different than all three of those schools, by the way. Oh, they, they just do. play such a different style of football that it drives those teams fits. 
It, the only team that I think matches up with them uh, as far as style of play Tulsa. for the rest of the season, uh, well, it'd be Tulsa and Temple. And Temple. But Temple's not nearly as talented enough. We've seen enough of Temple in just two games to know that Temple's Temple's still Temple in the sense that they're going to play tough in the trenches, offense and defense, but they just don't have the skill players to match up. Well, and I, I don't know that uh, I don't know that Tulsa does either. You know? No, I don't think Tulsa does either. And I don't think Temple or Tulsa are nearly good enough in the trenches. They want to play in the trenches, which is how they can slow down these big fast teams, but they can't slow down these big strong teams. I think that I think a team like Cincinnati is just bigger and stronger than them. They're just going to. I think you're right. They're just going to bully them. I, I think you've got a better shot beating them with your speed in a SMU, Memphis, and UCF than playing them the way they play, but you're not as good at it. Yes, I agree with you. Um, is there anything else we need to hit? No, I think that's it. I think we hit all the games, and that's it. Hey, let let me ask you a question. Okay. We is talked about who has the most opinion? to lose. Okay. Who do you think has the most to gain this weekend? What one team with a big win catapults or changes their season? Well, I, I thought it, like I, I so my answer was was Minnesota with that one mm-hmm. um, because if if they win this game, I mean they're looking at, at maybe seven and one. Uh, the most to gain with a big time win this weekend, um, and man, I might would say, would I? Can can I give Florida State as an answer? Ooh, I didn't even think of Florida State. So my answer actually would be SMU because I do think SMU kind of I'm using the word moonwalks because I think they're better than Houston right now um but but that's still going to be a ball game they're going to have to get by if they if you we just laid it out if they beat Cincinnati then then I think they basically circle one more game stay healthy be ready for that game don't slip up you don't have to beat everybody by 100 you just have to get wins at every other game and be ready for for Houston and and that's the, the New Year's Six is yours. And for a G5 school to get that New Year's Six money is a big deal. Yes, it that's is. the only reason why I think that's the answer. I, you know, you might be right about that. Like it's, SMU, it's, the, it's, it's simply the money you win by getting the G5, uh, the, the New Year's Six Bowl for the G5 school because they make so much less than everybody else. Yes, yes, I, I think you, I think you might be right about that. The other, I would, one might you're be, right. I didn't even think of Florida State as an option, but do that. It, that would be a season changer if they – not that Louisville's ranked by any stretch, but rolling off two big Ws in a row, looking progressively better week in and week out the last couple of weeks, I think would be a monster boost to them. But, but I just think the the money that matters, and, and SMU really would only have one obstacle ahead of them. And it don't, you don't have to win that G5 game, yeah, that New Year's Six game. You just got to get there. Uh, the the reason I, I even brought up Florida State, the rest of their schedule after Louisville, if they get that win, that puts them at three wins on the season. And they would, they'd be sitting at three and three. They got Pittsburgh, NC State, Clemson, Virginia, and Duke. And the only one of those games that I don't think they can win is Clemson. I think they'd be favored in all the rest of the games but Clemson. Yeah. Uh, maybe I mean, Pitt maybe Pitt will be favored over them, I'd depending on how Pitt looks com- going into against that. Notre Dame, but I, you know. But I, I Pitt, you might the be, Pitt game dude. is is going to be in Tallahassee. Um, you know, I, we'll we'll see what the weather's like. You know what? Yeah, I don't know, but I, I think they probably would be favored over 
over all the rest up. of those teams but Clemson. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's a, that is a that's a that's a better answer than because I kind of thought it was clear cut and easy um, because I just can't see it mattering to any of the rest of these teams. Um, you know, I guess the winner of the Oklahoma State Iowa State game still has something to really fight for because they take kind of dominating control over that conference. But well, it, hey, if if Iowa State wins. Over Oklahoma yeah. State, they've got they've Kansas. got the Oklahoma and Oklahoma State win. Yeah, yeah, well, they've they've got Kansas, Baylor, Kansas State at Texas, and West Virginia left. Well, they yeah, they still would have. They still got three big games on that schedule left. That's not a pushover. Okay. No, no, I mean, and it could be four big games. If I mean Baylor or West Virginia both could could easily win the game. Kansas well, I State, both of those, and and well, I guess I didn't even hear Kansas State. I heard Kansas. Yeah, Kansas um, State so, and Texas. So yeah, they still got a long way to go. The Big 12 is still wide-ass open. That's yes, the reason I don't think that's the answer, is either of those teams still have a lot of hurdles left. I think uh, I think you were right about that. All right, let's go ahead and get out of everybody's hair. We appreciate you guys for downloading this podcast. Make sure that you share it out, tell your friends about it, all that good stuff. Make sure and catch us on the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. You can go over to YouTube.com and search for SBR Picks. We go live on Tuesdays and on Saturdays. Uh, we well, we do a show on Monday as well, the opening line show for every every week. So make sure that you check all those out. You can also find all of those videos over on our YouTube page at Winning Cures Everything. You can uh, you can search it out there. It's youtube.com slash Winning Cures Everything, or just go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. Got it all right there for you. Make sure that you uh, find everything you need to know about us. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Gary WCE. I'm at Chris B Giannini. And, uh, and yeah, make sure that you subscribe and leave a nice five-star review. We appreciate that. We want to give all of you that actually listen to the podcast a little something extra every week. So, uh, so we're going to be doing two extra shows a week just like this. We do our Sunday college football recap, and we do our Thursday viewing guide to, uh, to get you ready for the weekend. So with that said, Chris, if there is nothing else, good sir, we are going to get out of here. Everybody take care of yourself, uh, take care of each other, and we will see you again on Friday. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.